Unlike Angela Bauer, sometimes not everyone is ready to be a boss. Welcome to episode 40 of Get Spoiled. My name is Samantha Herman, joined as always by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Like a Boss. Jeremy, how are you feeling right now? Um, I'm going to have a lot of business questions. I'm going to have a lot of questions about finance. Yeah, that's true. Finance. Yeah. There aren't a lot of answers. It's nonsense. I'm so Salma Hayek jumping ahead is like supposedly the villain. I'm full on team Salma Hayek. I don't think she does anything wrong. And I don't think we usually get into like the legal side of my life but i'm personally offended by the contractual stipulations and how things play out in this film oh, so ah sick. you've taken it as a personal <laughs> affront that's great yeah. well counselor um I, it sounds like your arguments are fully and uh succinctly prepared <laughs> maybe not succinct but full <laughs> definitely not I'll succinct <laughs> there's very few movie stars i don't love what about and, uh, what's his face? The the the, the, the snowman, the snowman, <laughs> the snowman. Oh, from, Josh Gad. Gad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he's not a movie Frozen, star. Is he a movie of, star? I wouldn't give him that honor, and I certainly wouldn't give Common that honor. So <laughs> I'm not even. Are you kidding? I think he's a movie star. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, that's I'm, a stretch. I'm, I'm going to slander you. <laughs> I think he's a movie participant. You're giving him participation in yeah. the uh, Canada Fitness of of, of Hollywood. <laughs> yes. You're giving him participation, not even bronze. No. He participated. Oh. <laughs> With Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. <laughs> yeah, and they were embarrassed too. Even uh, they didn't want it. Even they didn't want comment on their show. I'm trying to think of no. like a real. They're still going, by the way. Is that true? I assume one of them would just dead by now. Someone told me that. Forever. No. Do you think that they had a beautiful romance? Yes. There yes. were a couple, right? They did. They had were. to be. Yeah. Body Break came on in a commercial format, right? Like it basically came on. Aired. Yeah, it was like yeah, one was show would be a bit shorter. It was like an interstitial, like five minute in between family programming. Right. In between two shows, probably. Yep. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't run it in between you nope. know who's the boss. It would be between who's the no, boss. It was like uh, it was like a, what is it, uh, a nightline or whatever with Lucy Zilio. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That takes me back. Remember? <laughs> it's still going. She's Lucy's still going. I see nightline? Is yeah. it on CHCH or some shit? It's on TLN, the tel the the tel Latin Latin. No, it was it was on CF. I think it was on Channel Four, not CHCA. Oh, you're right. It was on yeah. Channel Four. It was on Channel the 4. other ethnic one. Channel Forty Seven, Cable Four. Yeah, and then that's the one. Yep. She, Lucy, I don't know. If, it's not called Nightline anymore, but it's more like hitting the streets with Lucy Zilio, but she's still going. She's still going. That makes me she so happy. Is, she is a weirdo. That one. Yeah, Lucy has been casting her own program for thirty years. I don't know, like yeah, since she's I was been a child, interviewing we people children. enthusiastically in strip mall parking lots since uh, <laughs> nineteen eighty nine. It's incredible. You call her up, it's like, you know, we're at we're at, know, uh, we're at Willowdale Ford. Yeah, we're at Willowdale Ford today, and uh, <laughs> we're selling a new speaker line. We just got it in today. It's Bose. Uh, they're really nice. They're in the new uh, Escort Z series, <laughs> and um, they're serving hot dogs to celebrate. Ooh, I dipped in a lot to her programming because they used to do old 90210 and old Melrose Place back-to-back on the 4-6 to six block. Oh, mm. that was yeah. such a good block. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good block. I was there for that block frequently. Yeah. I... When they started running 90210, that was the first 90210 reruns I, that I recall. For sure. Getting. Me too. It was a one shot. Like, if you missed it, you missed it. And then that was the first time it came back. It was available to us as a rerun. I missed it. And what it's did... almost pre DVD. Like, I mean, 
maybe Sam would have taped or something. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> free I, I everything. <laughs> it was free everything. <laughs> oh my god. Good times. Uh, cable television. That's a business. Should we talk about this movie, guys? Yeah, I, I, I feel we like should. we're getting a sense that we don't really want to jump in this water, but One no, we time, got it. uh, it's not getting any. It's not getting any warmer, you know. So this movie is about uh, the beauty industry, and it's like, so clear that a woman didn't write it because like, none of the ideas are good for beauty. It sucks. Not to mention Ooh, like cool. all the mistakes in the business side, but you know that's gender neutral. It seems to be very much about the running and building of a business. It's all business and friendship. No yeah. love All story, which, friendship. you know, I'm not really keen on, but I get it. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. No romance. That's tough for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne play Mia and Mel. I don't know which one is which, so I'm just going to call them Tiffany and Rose. All right. Perfect. Yep. Those are distinct names. <laughs> yeah. I like what you're doing there. <laughs> So we start off, they're each on their phones talking to each other and, you know, they're both waking up and mostly they're just talking about sex dreams. Most of that's in the trailer. Like, why are sex, why are dream sex experiences better than real? And they have a laugh. And do they go, men, am I right? Yeah, they're like, because they come when you want them to, which I feel uncomfortable even saying aloud in this platform. Um (laughs) I might have to cut it out. And yet? I'm wow. I'm a Hallmark purist. Um, I don't dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do dream. You just don't remember them. So then do I even dream? Yes. That's interesting. If you don't remember, did you dream? Or if it doesn't impact yes. you, did you dream? I think yes. you didn't. Okay. But I don't I think, think we'll ever have an answer. I think maybe you, like, did biologically Isn't but sleep you, by definition dreaming no but if you don't like if you don't have an impact like, i have really weird dreams sometimes and they affect me and if that doesn't happen then like spiritually you didn't dream these two mia and mel or whatever the hell their names are <laughs> they're they they're maybe a little unsatisfied with their own lives and they have bigger dreams the non-sleeping kind for what they could do with themselves and they, each other. They do. But really the only purpose of this opening sequence is so they're on the phone with each other and then they open the doors into the bathroom and we and it's the same bathroom and we see that they are such deep friends that they're down the hall from each other in their shared home. But like that's how much they have to talk to each other by phone. And then they meet in the bathroom and like one's toothpasting the other one's brush and it's like a whole morning yeah. routine and like their co- codependency is on fire. So they're housemates. They're housemates, yeah. Uh, what city are we in? Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta. Spaghetti Junction. All right. All right. Then Lemon Pick of our wings. <laughs> it doesn't um, really play a factor, but it is Atlanta. Okay. Okay, so they so, live in like a suburban home, like like a, a house. kind of white we'll just a house, it, like yeah, a, just a full house, right. um, yeah. like modest I size. I feel like but at least one of them was previously married. Calling it right now. Ooh, no good call. No. Oh. Loved your call, Chris, and it should have been that way. That would have been better writing. Yeah. <laughs> so then they show up to their new brick-and-mortar shop of their makeup line, and then as the credits roll, we get a montage of them and their friendship through the years from middle school when they were, like, playing with makeup and, like, getting into it for the first time, doing tutorials on their college chums, opening the business in their garage, and then finally opening this new store very recently. Do you feel that... Sorry, let me rephrase and start again. To what extent do you feel that this movie, at least on some level, like one of the main points of it was to catch like the sort of makeup, uh, cosmetics, DIY video trend that's been so large in the past years? Major. Major, yeah. I'm sure that's how they thought People who are like subscribing to all those YouTube makeup influencers, right? Totally. All right. Mel watches those with a, a frequency and with a level of focus that is impressive. I do remember your Apple TV suggested videos, and they, they did skew in that direction. <laughs> Mel watches hours of women putting makeup on their faces. And talking about it. And talking about it, and then rearranging their hair and talking about that. I've watched some hair ones, and like while trying to replicate it, 
like really keep doing the tutorial and I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I can't of achieve course. what they can achieve. I know. I think you just got to keep practicing. I think a lot of the people who watch these videos, they're, you know, probably only trying to replicate actively while watching like 10% of the time and the rest of the time they're just watching. Yeah. I should just watch more and really get into a groove and then transition into personal attempt. Maybe watch a bunch, then try to remember, do some from memory and then combine the two. That's interesting. Doing it live, live herring. Yeah. I've had a lot or, of results with knitting tutorials. That has paid off for me. And you've been able to replicate the move. Yeah. Like a, like a like a like a purling situation. I mean, purling's so basic. Okay, so the and the the montage leads them to their big fancy store downtown ATL. Yeah. And, and I know we're going to call them Tiffany and Rose as characters, but the store I believe is called Mia and Mel. Correct. Okay. And Jeremy's so, done his homework. Yeah, so there are two employees are there. The it's Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom. She's a makeup artist who does on-site uh, applications and also some, uh, like, receptionist work. And then Billy Porter is there, and he is, like, a bespoke manufacturer of the products in the back. He's, like, the guy who he makes like, everything by hand? Yeah, he, like, hand mixes and packages and stuff in, like... A facility in the back. So this is an operation. It's not just the two of them. Like, they got something going here. Yeah. And it's old-fashioned. Like, very DIY. So he's, like, mixing up a bucket of blush or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going, please. Like, he's, like, mixing up a vat of lipstick and then putting them in molds. Yes. Like, tube shape. Yes. And then he cooks them or whatever. All that. Does he have a lab coat? No. Is he, is this, is that a, uh, so that's cool. I get the appeal. Like we make it in the back, like bespoke, like you say, that's cool. Is that real? Do stores do that? No. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I'm, think, I'm I don't sure think there's so. some very, very small, but like if you wanted to have any kind of volume, you wouldn't be able to do that. Right. Correct. Yeah. And so that's part of the problem. So yeah, Rose asks okay. like, Hey, did Tiffany finish the batch from the other day? And he's like, no, haha, of course not. So there's some like frustration on rose's part toward tiffany and like her slowness and we realize that tiffany is more of the like beauty expert and she works with billy porter doing the mixing and the like thinking up of the ideas and rose is more of business front of house well i think it's important that you have different people to fill the different roles critical mission critical (laughs) where one is weak the other is strong they lift each other Tiffany is strong at it, but uh, lazy, I guess, with her output. That's the problem. So uh, Coolidge is there doing an application on a young girl who's got homecoming her homecoming dance that night. And Tiffany takes over because she's renowned as a, you know one of the best makeup artists in the biz. And so that's when we learn more of the dynamic between her and Rose. And the girl's really happy with her look. It's a subtle, like more naturalistic effect. And she's really happy with it. And... She pays and she leaves, and then Rose notices the charge and sees that it's discounted. And she's like, "Why did you not charge her the full amount?" Tiffany's like, "Oh, she was a cute nerd. I just gave her the like, you know, high school cute discount." And Rose says, "Like, that's not a thing. We are running a business. We're barely making ends meet. You can't keep doing this." So that's their discord. And so Tiffany doesn't even want to hear the business details. Like, she doesn't want to hear that they're struggling. She's like, "I just do my thing. Like, I'm." I do the faces and I make the stuff and the ideas like you take care of all that, which I think is a bad attitude. And also you didn't just do that. You also made a business decision to sell some work at a discounted rate. So you're a liar. True. Damn. You're a liar. Jeremy Knight telling him like it is. I can tell that you're a leader of men. (laughs) Who told you you could work with men? Because it wasn't me. <laughs> Alec Baldwin says that in Glengarry and Glen Ross, and it's just an incredible thing to say to, a, to another man. <laughs> Who told you you could work with men? It's a staggering You line. just leave that hanging in the room? <laughs> My God. They don't speak to each other like that at Mia and Mel, I assume. No, they don't. And so Jennifer Coolidge's her thing is she just makes very dry and not so funny, but 
kind of heartbreaking remarks about her divorce and singledom, but she doesn't say it sadly. It's very matter of fact and dry, but like that's just her shtick the whole movie. So that. So then the two girls, Tiffany and Rose, go to a baby shower of one of their close friends. It's Jessica St. Clair, and the other two friends are Ari Grainer from She's in Lots yeah. of Comedies and Natasha Rothwell, I think is her last name, and she's from Insecure. I don't know any of these people. Okay, so they're they're at the shower, and all the friends are giving them grief that their business is so risky, and basically that they're still living a juvenile life, whereas the other three friends, one of whom is the pregnant one, one has a new baby, and then one is Ari Grainer is like a little bit more in the middle of the pack as far as her milestones, and they're getting annoyed that no one takes them seriously. So they go upstairs. These are, these are the three friends, Ari Grainer, pregnant one, and there's a third one. Yeah. <laughs> the, her name's the third one. <laughs> and she has a baby. She has oh. a baby. Okay, so we got mom, pregnant, and Ari Grainer. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, okay, those are good names. <laughs> Solid. I know women are far more than moms are pregnant. I, I don't mean it that way. It's just... That's I don't know Jessica St. Clair. That's not a name I, I can remember. <laughs> Those are the names they've earned, okay? She and the IMDb, on the IMDb, the cast th- that her she's listed, but her character's got no name. Yeah, she's, some she's of no them name just don't list, have a name. To be fair, neither does Coolidge, so what's going on? I think it's oh, yeah. possible they don't have names. Like I don't know if they say their name. No, Coolidge does. But receptionist it, it is, is called receptionist. <laughs> yeah, you can still say guy with that pants. character has a name, and the name for Catherine's partner, Catherine Partner's character, is receptionist. I don't make the rules. Okay, so they're getting grief from all their friends. They escape upstairs to a bedroom in the house uh, as the shower's going on, and end up smoking a fat one. And they're, like, yucking it up and having fun. They're like, "Oh, no one takes us seriously, so we're we're gonna go do this." And then they realize that the baby of mom is there in the room and that they shouldn't be smoking weed around it. But then they drop the fatty into the crib and it looks like it's coming out of his mouth. So then they take a picture of it, which I did think was funny. Um, <laughs> Wait, so this is they actually go, quite funny. <laughs> they go full 180. They're like, Oh my God, this is bad. that Their baby's in here. But then the moment that the dube lands in the baby's mouth in a funny way, they're like, ha, 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 let's take a picture of it. Yeah. So it's not in his is mouth, it but it's fire? like, a yeah. <laughs> wow, it's like it's resting right next to its mouth so if you angle the photo it looks like it's in the mouth and then the other three mom prego and ari grainer are on their way up so they escape outside the bedroom window onto a slanted roof because they don't want to get caught having done this to the baby but uh-huh. it's such like a terrible hiding spot it's so obvious that the three friends lean out they're like what the hell is wrong with you is my baby high like you guys can never get anything right. And Roseburn's like, let's just jump into the pool below. And Tiffany's like, that's mental. But then eventually she's like, the hell with this. And she rips off her own extension ponytail and like throws it to one of the ants below. She's like, I'm not going to get my good hair ruined. And then they jump in the pool. Which from the roof, from the roof and end of scene. Swag. Uh, this movie's turning around for me a little. I have to say, <laughs> It's a real roller coaster. It does yeah. sound wacky. I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, that's a big swing. Um, they're living a wacky life uh, lifestyle. I mean, but, the, the baby's bedroom must have reeked of weed so bad. It's beautiful. Yeah. But the problem is, like, yeah, they have these kind of fun circumstances, but the dialogue is v- at times very forced. Like, a man could get away with saying this, so we're going to shove this line and and make them crass. And some of it's mm-hmm. just really trying so hard that it's not funny. Yep. Whereas it could have just All been right. clever, um, you know, in the midst of these settings. So this, this, this scene where they hotbox a baby's bedroom and then jump <laughs> off a roof after removing hair into a pool one story below. It feels like a bonding experience for um, a team that has a bit of friction at the moment. You know, you're absolutely right. They're like, oh, imagine all the like fun we've gotten into over the years. Like, how neither of us died. Ha ha ha. Oh, good read. Oh, really sure. good read. Let's go do some business. <laughs> yeah. Like a boss. <laughs> like a mouse. That's insightful, so- Chris. Yeah, that, really that's is. what that's what brings them back. Anytime business starts getting in the way, they can return back to the wacky, to the wacky fun. Okay, so next morning, Rose kicks out some guy who had been at the party, like a worker at the baby shower, and 
it's very short and just dismissive. And Tiffany's like, oh, looks like someone else got her rocks off last night. Because Tiffany has her gentleman caller over who is uh, her, like, friend with benefits side piece. He also doesn't have a name on IMDb, but it's Jacob Lattimore. Um, and he's, like, a much younger man. And she's like, I don't even listen to him talk. He, this is just our way. It's such an honest relationship. And he's like, I love it, baby. Like, he's into it. He can hear her saying all this mean stuff about him, and he doesn't care. So that's their vibe. Yeah, see, I didn't know who that was either. He's in stuff. He's in the Chi TV show, which I didn't watch, or the the Chai. <laughs> the Shy, I believe, is the name. <laughs> the Chi. I'm very it's a, urban. It's an Asian You haven't lived in Chicago romp. in a while. It's, it's all good. <laughs> you remember when you lived in the Chi? The Chi. Just focus on your Chi. <laughs> Your deep dish cheese style pizza. Uh, shit. That's what drove me out. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hated it so much. Okay. I know. That's your, your Achilles heel. It, it really is. It was either you or the deep dish pizza. <laughs> yeah. One of them had to go. That no, wasn't big enough for the both of us. The Chi made it the choice. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So they – they each took lovers. Yeah, and so on this the is the of the baby shower. Yes, and <laughs> so this is the only indication we get of Rose Byrne's love life. Uh, nothing more comes of it. Nothing more is ever said of it. So at the store, uh, there's a guy there. His real name is Karen, like Karan. He doesn't have yep. a character name on the it's list, a, and I don't yeah, remember what it is. How it's do Deadpool's you... cab driver? Yes. Okay, so Karan is there. Uh, before the two girls arrive and he's chatting with Billy and Jennifer Coolidge and Tiffany and Rose are super rude to him for absolutely no reason. And then he reveals that he works for Salma Hayek's major beauty company, Oviedo, and she would like them to come in and meet because she might be interested in investing. Tiffany says, hell no, right off the bat. And the reason they started the business was to be their own boss. So interpret that as you will, as far as who's mm. going to be the boss. But who's Rose the boss? is much more intrigued and convinces Tiffany to take the meeting. Orietto? Oviedo. Oviedo. Yeah. Oviedo. This is a local ATL conglomerate? Yeah. Not local. Or is it local? Or Lo- is it It's local, global. but it's massive. It's global, but they have local representation. It's cute local, but... Present HQ everywhere. Local presence global. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. just, that's their slogan. They go to the meeting and it's like situated in a huge mall complex for some reason with like interior escalators, but it's all just Oviedo. And while they're waiting for the meeting to start, Rose finally gets Tiffany to listen to some of their business woes. And because Tiffany's like, I'll. I'll come to the meeting for you, but, like, I'm not interested in this offer. Like, I just want to stay the course and have it just be us. Like, how we can't be really suffering that badly, right? And finally she confesses that they're 500 grand in the hole. This is not something that Roseburn let on? She let on. Tiffany did not ever want to hear it, and she never pressed the issue. I have a lot of problems with this partnership. I have yeah. a lot of problems with all their business dealings. I'm Team Salma. I'm Team Oviedo. They're in a tight How ship. Oviedo till you die. Yeah. Oviedo. How do you get a hundred grand in the hole and not bring it up? <laughs> right. Isn't that like that's borderline criminal if you're in a partnership? Yeah. It's not good. It might be fraud. I um. Counselor. That's a lot of money. And they have one store? They have one store. So it, she says a lot of their debt is from the store opening, and they just haven't recovered. And they're not getting uh, enough foot traffic to put a dent in it. They should I have burn a question. The store down. They yeah. should burn the store down right now. How are their online sales? So that's where they great, are doing okay. Question. And that's what got Salma Hayek's attention. So Tiffany is flummoxed by this debt reveal, and Salma comes to greet them. And her thing is she's got fake huge protruding teeth and no sense of humor and walks around using a golf club as a cane for some reason. <laughs> she uses a golf club as a cane? But, like, not a cane that she needs. Just, like, a walking stick. Like a style... Yeah. That feels like something that one of the Rat Pack would have done in a film in 1964. I liked it. It's... I was charmed by it. Do you know if it's... Are we talking an iron or wood? 
A putter? Uh, no, not a putter. Not like an iron. Definitely not a putter and not uh, not the first not thing. Not a driver. Not a driver. Yeah. Not the first thing. <laughs> an iron. <laughs> not the first thing, not the last thing. Yeah, middle, the middle thing. thing. One of the middle things. <laughs> you That's... got what I meant. You should hit the links, Samantha. <laughs> you know, I, I have clubs. There's... You have clubs? I've hand me down clubs. I know. I'm so bad at it. What you want to use is the first you want to use the first things. <laughs> and yeah, you want to end up no. with the last things and then you get explain the thing both. into the thing. Perfectly. Okay, so she's maybe got like a six iron, which would be a nice, maybe all purpose club. Sounds right. When you only have one club, you know, you got to. You never smart. know what you're going to get up to, right? Okay, so she's it's her business club and it's her pimp stick, and uh, <laughs> she's ta- having taking a meeting with these Mia and Mel or Mar- Marla or yeah, whatever their names are. And so are. she asked how they became friends, and I don't remember if this is the first time it's come up, but it's barely really mentioned, and there's not really any aftermath to it. But Rose very lightheartedly is like, "Oh yeah, my." We met, and uh, Tiffany's mom was really instrumental. She really took me in because my own mom, who's alive, I think, somewhere, was a meth addict, still a meth addict, and uh, so I needed to turn to a different family to have that, you know, dynamic and be taken care of, and that's the house that we still live in, is the house that Tiffany's mom left us when she passed, and my mom's around, but we don't speak, and that never comes up again. But that's their backstory. I've and never just... heard of a backstory of actual people that's like that, <laughs> where they end up living in that family house together, the two of them. It's... And never just happened. has a meth mom playfully. Who's... But the meth mom, after that line came out, I would expect meth mom to show up. She does not. Spoiler alert. I think meth mom could have done something for this film. Yeah, that I would agree. have been a nice third act twist. Yeah. What about uh, yeah, just no mention of dads either? We're, no we're mention. just going to cover moms and yep. That's far. We'll, we'll just stop there. No Fair dads, enough. no I'm siblings, not, not nothing. Like I'm a boss. Don't like mention boss. dads. Like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lady movie about ladies. Yeah. So Sam Hayek says, I've been tracking your online sales and they're doing really well. That's what got my attention and your big hit which is your big bestseller, is called The One Night Stand. And so this is the first time that I thought their products are really stupid. So The One Night Stand, it's a good idea. It's, you know, for the next day, obviously. But it's single-use, like, throw-outable. So right. it's like a little purse kit that you keep where you can, like, do a little touch-up before you do the walk of shame. Yeah, but, like, deal. why do you need to yeah. throw that out? If you If you have it and you're carrying it, why can't you just keep carrying it? Well... Do they have single-use makeup packs? Is that a thing? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. I, I don't, I don't know anything about makeup, but like, what? I, that would seem to fit the whole kind of theme of the product. This idea that it's like almost like a buff, like a after pill. Yeah, I think it's a clever name and a clever marketing thing, but in actual yeah. fact, like, because they show it, it's. Big. You would put it in your purse, so you could put it back in your purse. It's not something that's like so discreet that like I can't put this back. I need to throw it out. Like it's not right. reasonable see, see, I was, for that reason. I was thinking of like um right like a slightly larger condom package that you could rip open and like t- that's tiny, what I was thinking. A tiny little lip gloss and a tiny little mascara brush would be in there or something. That's what I thought. I thought this would be like an airplane toothbrush or whatever. You know, like the well, it's kind of that, size. but still like a little bit bigger. And still, why does it have to be throwoutable? I think you're your, you're objecting your, to the lack of sustainability of me and Mel's um, product lineup. I think it's just wasteful. Which I but, admire. It definitely yeah. is wasteful. But would the, would it would the logic be that because this is an emergency, one time only use makeup? Like obviously you wouldn't buy this if you had your purse and all your normal makeup with you. You wouldn't need this. What do you what would you need this product for? You only need this product when you don't have makeup on you. True. So what you're it, positing that you buy it on the way? No, because they sell it online. So you would already have it. You would have huh. brought it to the evening. Sam, I got one. I got one. Yeah, I thought this, this would be like you. washroom condoms, you know? Okay. That, that makes sense. The issue with this product <laughs> is distribution. This needs to be on site. This needs to be something you can buy physically in the moment. I totally agree. If it had been that, I it wouldn't even cross my mind to critique it. I'm like, yeah, so you're it's saying- like an on-the-go purchase. Vending style. machines in fancy restaurant and uh, event space bathrooms. I'm saying exactly like, yeah, exactly like uh, bathroom condoms. Just like that. But a classier dispensary method. 
Yeah, fine. Yeah, classy. Like, and I you got to be able to stick to your brand. credit card in rather than stick in one dollar. Yeah, it has to have tap. <laughs> has to have tap. You have to have Apple Pay. <laughs> All okay, right, well, we're probably like this. really we're going into this. this. Okay, so <laughs> in any case, Samhaik wants to buy <laughs> wants to buy out their debt up to five hundred grand, and if they can come up with a good idea and be presented at her showcase that's coming up soon, and that goes well. Then she'll put in another another one point seven million dollars, and all she wants in exchange—I don't know why it's that number, by the way—it's not based on anything. In exchange for that, she'll get fifty-one percent of Mia and Mel. And Tiffany says, "Hell no." And Salma, at some point in this conversation, tells the story of her college partner, college business partner Shay, and because she's you know observing their fighting, because Tiffany's like, "Hell no," and Rose is like, "Wait, give it a minute. You know, this is something to consider." And she says that she had her business partner but that she got in her way and that Samaik snuffed her and threw her out of the business. She's a one-woman show. But it's interesting for her to observe this partnership. And she says, you guys are so passionate about your business. How about this? I'll do it. I'll give you the money. I'll buy the debt. And I'll take 49% only. And they leave things to consider it. And as they leave, Karan says privately to Salma Hayek, why would you lower it to 49%? Like, what's the point? She says, don't worry. Like, they're going to break things apart. Like, she's, like, hand-clutching, villainously saying, like, this is just step one. I'm going to, like, tear them apart and get the business at some point. But but again, her motivation for all of this is to acquire the one-night-stand concept plus ancillary cosmetic products. I think she acquires me and Mel. Yeah, it seemed, In total. yeah, she liked the concept, but that's not what she wants. She thinks they have more innovations to come. Huh. All right. Um, so in, again, the, the terms of the deal is I buy, I give you $500,000 to pay off your debt. What does she get in return for the first five? To pay off that debt? Yeah. What do she, they, what does Rose and Tiffany owe her back for that first five? She gets the 49% from that. And then if they do well at the showcase, then she'll put in the next batch of money, which is $1.7 million, okay. and launch them under her banner, uh, under the Oviedo banner. But regardless, okay. phase one, she gets 49, 49 no for what. the 49 for the five, and then potential commitment for growth. Yeah. All right. At the same yep. levels of equity. Yeah. 49 is a lot to give up. Better than 51, am I right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested in the deal. I can't wait to see how this shakes out. I love deals. Yeah. So then uh, they go out and Rose forces Tiffany up on the karaoke stage and she starts singing to her, like, love lifts us up where we belong, where the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know, that that ballad. Officer, officer and a gentleman. Yeah. And she's like, come on, let's Eagles? do this. No, it's not no, it's the uh, Eagles. It's Jennifer Warren and some guy. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that's not this. I thought someone said it was the Eagles. No, up where eagles like, hey. fly on the mountain high. Oh, yeah. That's a lyric, yeah. not the band. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's up where we belong, where the <laughs> eagles fly. Yeah. <laughs> and Tiffany's like, if you just stop singing, fine, I'll do it. We can do the deal. <laughs> so they go back, and oh, and she says, like, you saved my life when you took me in back in the day. Let me save you and save our business, please. Consider the deal, because. Up to now, Tiffany's like, no, like we do things our own way, low level, naturalistic beauty. Like I don't need to be, you know, lavish. But she relents. So they go back and sign the contract. And this is where I got really peeved. Salma's like, okay, it's everything that we discussed in the document, but just one small thing. It's no big deal. But if one of you leaves a partnership for some reason, I get 51%. Cool. And they're like, what? That would never happen. We're best friends. I'm like that would never happen in a deal either. And you would also take the deal home and have it reviewed properly. This is insanity. Hmm. Perhaps they don't have an attorney. Yeah, they clearly don't. And there's a million reasons why one, uh, person might leave the business. Like, it, yeah. What about uh, what about uh, what if they fall ill? Yeah, yep, all that. What if what if the a parent of theirs falls ill? What if crack yeah. mom needs attention? Yeah, or what if yeah. one of them is in a coma? Yeah, all of those things. In fact, it's inevitable that at some point one of them will leave the business. Yeah, that is true. the nature of life and the business. 
it was a crazy stipulation. And they agree to it. Yep. Because they're so confident in their friendship. They're like, well, that would never come up. So, fine. All and right. Morons. Salma Hayek <laughs> deserves to take over. I-, I can't wait for this to be integrated into the Oviedo family of brands. <laughs> you feel like it's a good fit? I do, actually. That's great. I don't great know much news. about Oviedo's brands. but What I... do you really need to know other than the name and Salma Hayek? Like, and well, the golf much? club uh, cane situation. <laughs> That's Nothing. all I needed to know. I chose my team immediately. Nothing. Yeah, I get it. So she says, okay, come back with me. Come back to me with a new idea, and we'll get ready for the showcase. And so that night, even though they have to come back, I think, the following day with the idea, and Rose thinks they should be at home preparing, Tiffany says, I can't just think of ideas because you asked me to. I need inspiration. It needs to just, like, come to me in the moment. So let's go to my lover, Jacob Lattimore's birthday party there will be other young females there as guests and maybe we'll think of something in the midst of the party so rose reluctantly joins her and while tiffany is busy riding jacob in a lovely love making scene house party yeah uh rose tries to interview some of the other female guests and she's like hey i really like your and she's super awkward she like dances up on them like really nerdily which i did find somewhat humorous Oh, and before this, there was another weird dance moment when they signed the contract. Salma Hayek's like, and now we celebrate. And so she just puts on really lame dance music and starts dancing on the spot, like swaying, and makes them also do that. And then abruptly stops and she's like, now we've celebrated. Let's move on. (laughs) Which I enjoyed. (laughs) I like that a lot. I'm team Salma. Yeah. Yeah. So far. So, okay, they're at the party, and she asks one girl, like, hey, who did your makeup? She's like, actually, I don't really wear any makeup. And the other girl says, well, mine's, like, tattooed on. She's like, well, thanks for nothing. And she dances off. Um, Get it? Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) Market research. Yeah, but, I mean, that's something that's, again, she's doing the Rose Byrne, like, awkwardly dancing up to people. That's classic Rose Byrne. Oh, yeah. By the way, she looks so good the whole time. Like, her outfits were amazing. Her makeup was so beautiful. I was mesmerized by the look. I enjoyed that. I'm like, okay, if they got one thing of the beauty right. They, they look nice. Like, they are good she at was, makeup. She was blonde, right, in this movie? Super blonde with black roots. Tiffany thinks she's done riding the lover, so she comes out. And she's like, I have it. I have the idea. It's all about friendship. I'm done riding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've completed my trip. Um <laughs> So it's they, called writing. <laughs> so they film a bunch of stuff at the party, and the next day they go to Oviedo to show Salma Hayek the video, and it's set to Proud Mary. And they're like, "This is our new product called Proud. We want all the beauty to shine from within, and we don't want to do like a full shellacking. We don't want to cover the mistakes. We want to highlight the best features." And so the video is just friends praising each other, and it makes no sense. It's like, look how nice her eyebrows are. Look at those full lips. I'm like, well, then what do you need the makeup for if it's already good? This is a terrible marketing tool. <sighs> I, was, mm-hmm. I was angry. <laughs> is, could I get you, it, and this is in no way explaining what the product is or will be, but could it, it that's be... That's right, it's not. Could it at least be the start of, like, it's the brand? They've skipped. They're like they're not even talking about the product itself right now. They're just like they've skipped right to the brand, like the way it'll make you feel. The concept, pretty much. Yeah, but bef- yeah, before the video ends, Salma Hayek is so disgusted that she turns it off, and rightly so. She's like, "This is so off base. This is completely in the wrong direction of where you should be going. I want like cool ideas. Like the reason your one night stand sold so well is because it was unique. Like this is nonsense. This is like so basic, lame nonsense. Go back to the drawing board." And does she, starts, she gesticulate with her golf club? She does. And she's like, you have to be fierce. They're like, what is fear? She's like, fierce is when you're innovating and like ahead of the, it's like stupid. It doesn't make any sense. She just starts <laughs> yelling the word fierce. And then they also meet at this meeting because the next guys to come for their meeting are another duo, a male duo of entrepreneurs, Ryan Hansen and Jimmy Yang. So they just started their own makeup line after they became famous for, like, pranking. So they don't have a history of beauty. They're just kind of, like, falling into it. And they're there to meet Salma Hayek because she might acquire their company as well. 
and like their thing is they have a signature like cherry their cherry red lipstick so i don't know what their company is called but in my notes i've just called them the cherry boys (laughs) (laughs) whatever their name is is not as good at that (laughs) the cherry boys it's um we're gonna call ourselves that (laughs) that is a uh fun character duo and those actors are funny and cherry boys is glorious and again just to circle back they got famous off pranking i think so yeah they got famous from like internet like internet faming and then they fell into this beauty launch so it's like they're doing like logan paul basically yeah but but makeup somehow as a side hustle yeah and ryan hansen is like logan paulie yeah absolutely but how does jimmy yang play it is he super deadpan like yeah deadpan normally yeah. Oh, he's like maybe the producer. He's the behind the scenes man. We don't really interact right. with them enough to get the full steez, but they just get a f- couple funny one liners throughout. Okay, nice. I enjoy so, the Ryan Hansen from uh, from what was that show called? Party down. Uh, party party down. So good. So good. So then later, another occasion, Salma visits the store and she gets the tour and she sees Billy Porter's rig and she's like, so how many of those can you make in an hour? And he proudly says 75. It's like, I don't know. He's pressing powder into something and packaging it. And she's like, Oh, well that's cool. But I can make 300,000 in an hour at my factory. And his feelings are a bit hurt. And then outside when it's just her and the two girls, she demands that they fire him. Oh, but wait, before that she says, so do you have a new idea for me after that disaster? of your proud idea and they haven't because they are not good at being businesswomen and they haven't thought of a dick all. And so they're like <laughs> stammering and so my targets Rose, uh, yeah, Rose, she's like, you don't have to wait for Tiffany Haddish to think of all the ideas. Like, why don't you come up with something? So she's directing different like negs and taunts to try and break them apart. I would tell Selma to fuck right off and you, she's a 49% owner and she can shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, but she wants them to do their idea at her showcase and that would, but she's not going to give them the 1.7 mil without the good Fine. idea. Fine. You give me half a mil and bailed me out of my financial difficulties. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to play it. And, um, that is, if I had to describe that approach, I would say that it is like a boss. <laughs> Yeah, well, that would be the boss move. What the hell's mm-hmm. happening here? They don't take that approach. Rose stammers. She's like, oh, we, uh, we're going to do a lipstick, but uh, like two prong. And she just holds up two different lipsticks. And she's like, like uh, this, you know, one on one side, <laughs> one on the other. Like butt and, to butt? Yeah. She actually even yeah. says it's like two dogs like mounting each other and humping. And Samhag's like, what <laughs> you've prepared for me is dog coitus? My customers aren't going to go for that. But I do like the innovation of the two-prong, which is not an innovation. Like, that's, that's so stupid, and it's already a thing. Um, well, thank you. But she's just trying to, like, create friction between the two of them by praising this really lame idea that came from Rose. Uh, she's like, work on that and, like, finalize your presentation and also fire Billy Porter. So then, Yeah, you're right, Jeremy. There, she's this woman is asking a lot, considering she just showed up and she's a minority stakeholder. Yeah, but they want yeah. that 1.7 mil, don't they? And to be like under the Oviedo umbrella. Um, I guess it's an opportunity to be explored, but at their own pace and in their own time. They don't have to work to her deadline, and if they're able to come up with good ideas that Salma wants to throw 1.7 million behind, great. And otherwise. Get out of my office. They don't Get even out. consider, oh, well, we've already stabilized with the debt. We can just stay the they're, course. They don't even consider it. They're, they're terrible letting business themselves women. be railroaded and they, yeah, their, yeah. their naivete is, is showing. Yeah. Yeah. So or then, maybe they think like, maybe they think Oviedo is the only way like that they failed at this and dropped 500,000 in debt. So like they can't fix their own internal problems themselves. So maybe they think. Of fully being part of Oviedo is the only way for us to like make a living anymore. What would Angela Bauer do? God, I wish <laughs> Angela was here. She wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> no, she would never have been. <laughs> she just wouldn't let it happen. It wouldn't have occurred to her. So true. <laughs> so true. So, That'd be a short movie. So they take Billy out for lunch and Tiffany's like, you always make me be the bad guy, but you're actually meaner inside. 
so finally you have to do it. She's like, I know I am meaner inside, but you're so good at it. Like, you're so brash. You should do it. And they fight over it. And then finally he comes and Rose can't do it. So Tiffany has to bite the bullet and fire him. And then they're infighting between them. And this is also in the trailer. He's like, give attention to me. Like, witness my tragic exit or whatever his line is. And that was kind of funny. It was funny when he slow he when he slow walked out the window, uh, like on the other he's on the street and he like yeah. walked away slowly. That was a bit of he's, fun, and like he built the business with them, like from the ground up. So it was pretty a dog move to fire him so abruptly like that. And they're just totally kowtowing to Sama Hayek, but I still don't think Sama Hayek's doing anything wrong. I think their behavior is all wrong. She's just trying to I be think, the leader of Oviedo. Yeah, and she's trying to take over another business and she's doing everything uh, in her power to make that happen for herself i respect her game 100 percent. yeah so the girls are fractured they go to a cooking lesson at the friend's house the pregnant friend now has had the baby so this is her like first night post you gotta change her name then she can't yeah. be called pregnant <laughs> anymore she's yeah, now to be called mother new mom, new mom? old mom, new mom. <laughs> or a grainer new mom, old mom <laughs> old mom ari grainer <laughs> So they That's have like cool, a, right? We can call them that. Yeah. So they've had a chef come in to give a cooking lesson, and it's um, with different spices. And she says you should just take that one sliver of that particular pepper. It's really powerful. So, like, be mindful of that. And Tiffany and Rose are infighting, and the other friends are talking smack about their risky venture again. And while they step out of the room to pour drinks, Rose sabotages Tiffany's dish by, like, ramming in a ton of the bad pepper. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that can be quite painful. Yeah. Things don't go well for her, gastro-wise. And is there a pooping scene? Yeah, is there a pooping scene? Kind of. But at the party, she's just, like, gasping and choking and... Old mom starts giving her the Heimlich because they don't realize it's the pepper yet that she's been sabotaged. And uh, then they're like, drink this milk. And she like chugs all this goat's milk and then yaks it up on old mom's top. And old mom's like, this is my first night out where I wasn't going to get hurled on by my baby. And Mm. like the hell Mm -hmm. with you two. Like this is like being with children. You're so responsible. Um, And Tiffany realizes that Rose – did that to her and then the next morning she's on the can and roseburn opens the door so they're not doing their like morning toothbrush routine anymore and she like gets a whiff and she's like that's on you and i found that gross mm-hmm. this is haddish at her best uh fluids uh, excrement <laughs> she does like is, to be raunchy yeah especially with physical with things that go in you or things that go out of you that is where it's what made her famous and it's where she thrives. It's not the only way that she thrives. I don't want to limit her, but it is one of the areas in which she thrives. I think I the like only place she thrives. I'm not a fan, as we know in the kitchen. Things that go in you and things that go out of you could be <laughs> maybe workshopped as the title for one of her memoirs. <laughs> so later, Sama contacts them and says, I've given it some thought. Your ideas blow. And they do. Um, so I'm not putting you in the showcase, and I'm not giving you the $1.7 million. Uh, thanks for your time. I still get my $0.49 cents in perpetuity for everything that you generate. Peace. And I'm like, yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. Fair is fair. Perfect. And in this, and everything has gone as it should. <laughs> yeah. She still got that clause in her back pocket, right? She yeah, does. Yeah. She does. And then Tiffany goes mental and storms the offices along with Rose. And so this is when, so she demands to see Sama Hayek and she FaceTimes them and is like, get out of here. I'm not coming down. And then Tiffany stands on a balcony and is like, I'll jump unless she comes down. And that's from the trailer where she's like hanging off the flag thing. Oh, yeah. The yep. banner that's hanging yeah. down. Yeah. So that's all sets. of Oviedo. She said something like, uh, oh, yeah, it did look like a mall. She says something like, thank God I do planking. Yeah, like, thank God I've been planking. Be planking. (sighs) Thank God, indeed. It's planking like a boss. Yep. Yeah. Bosses plank. Yeah. Yeah. And how. So they squat. They save her from near death, and I, I was a little wound up. Like I was getting anxiety. I knew she wasn't obviously going to fall because it's a comedy movie, but like I didn't even like the idea of it. It was stressing me out. Oh, imagine she, if she did fall though. And she that would have been died. amazing. That would have been that would have been amazing. Boss. Yeah. What a film. That would have been super boss. <laughs> did that 
stunt prompt Salma Hayek to come out? She does, yeah. Or she, like, lets yeah. them come up to the office. And oh, she okay. says... So Tiffany's like, you screwed us. She's like, no, I paid for your debt. She says, we want our company back. We're not giving you 49. Like, their business sense is so stupid. Salma says, no problem. You can get the company back. Give me the 500 Gs plus interest. So let's just say an even 600 and call it a day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How did she get to six all of a sudden? And it wouldn't be interest. It would be the new worth of the business. And since it's like a day later, it would still be 500,000. Yeah. Bit much there, Salma. Yeah, but she's like, the cost of the... I don't know. Mm, transactional costs. Transactional co- yeah. She just tries to squeeze you at every opportunity. She just tries to get more out of the deal, and I, I respect it. Yeah. And so Tiffany takes the golf club that's just laying there and smashes one of the windows. It's a, a glass, yeah, that was in the trailer glass as well. window. Yeah, so she smashes it. She's like, put it on my tab. And I did find oh that sort of funny. And Soundlock's like, you know what? I appreciate your moxie. I, I respect it. So I'll let you do the showcase after all. And if you do okay at the showcase, which is like just like some big players and investors and you know big names in the beauty industry, private showcase. If you do well at that, I'll reconsider the one point seven million. And Rose is excited, but Tiffany is still wary of her. Is this the same showcase that was being offered before, or yeah. a new showcase? Okay. Same showcase. She was like, and "I'm not going to let you do it." Is this? What, 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 it's exactly just like a what? private. It's like a fashion show of makeup. Maybe some 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 swag bags and like to yeah, take some home like home. some like uh, like biz development, like community building. A few cocktails. All that. So they leave, and then Salma privately wonders to Quran, like I wonder which one of them will crack first. Like this partnership's not salvageable. Ha ha ha. And it's very Doctor Claw, but I'm like, yeah. Everything you're doing is totally fine. Like, they're useless. They're bad at business, and I hope your company fails. Yeah, this is a realistic portrayal of business. And I'll only buy Oviedo from now on. She's a puppet master. Yeah. Absolutely. And, she really is. Oh, so before they leave, uh, Rose has a private moment with Salma Hayek where she voices some of her frustrations at Tiffany, like, on her business, bad business acumen. Mm-hmm. So that was before she does the doctor clawing i forgot so they get to the showcase whenever that comes up a few days later and they realize that they've been set up and it's not just like a showcase presentation it's a face-off between them and the cherry boys and (laughs) (laughs) you were waiting to say that again yeah i was (laughs) is uh stifler's mom still part of the company or did they fire her too she's part of the company but she's just kind of around here and there on site she's working the showcase no oh okay so Tiffany's mad. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. This is like exploitative. And Rose is like, no, it's just, let's just try and see how we do. And so they're a set of identical twins, female twins. And so that's the like canvas that each team is given, which I thought was fair. That's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And she's like, okay, once we're done, we'll like do the reveal and we'll like spin them around and I'll let you, my beloved guest, decide which company is going to, you know, be under the banner. So basically, whichever one wins, like, fan applause is going to get the 1.7. So they do the reveals, and Tiffany has done, like, a very natural, muted beauty style. uh, Like, a day look, but nice. And the Cherry Boys have done, like, full Kardashian shellacking. Do they... Do they... (laughs) Do those two men physically do the makeuping? Yes. Like, are they the ones applying it? Yes. Salma Hayek laughs. She's like, it looks like a before and after. Like, the Tiffany's version is not even done. It's the before. And everyone's <laughs> laughing. And Rose is like, no, wait, we're not done yet. And she starts, like, shellacking more bronzer and stuff over the girl. And Tiffany's, forget it. This is our vision. This is our style. I'm not going to switch up my, like, makeup philosophy just for this contest and they're yelling at each other in the middle of the showcase. And so clearly the cherry boys won and kind of as an aside in a way that troubled me because it was not official. It's just like, Hey, the partnership is broken and Sava Hayek is triumphant. She's like, ha ha, I got the 51 now. Like since when? Just cause they had a fight. Yeah. That has to be documented. You have yep. to paper that, but they don't, it's just a thing. It's just, it happened. And they're not speaking to each other. They're not living together. Tiffany's staying with Jacob, the side piece. Um, and But, like, she has a 51. That is a done deal, somehow. 
Rose is at the store with Jennifer Coolidge, and she's mad. She's like, now you know how it feels to be broken up with your best friend. That's how I feel felt when you fired Billy Porter, my best friend. Like, since when? You barely spoke, but okay. So she's been, like, housing that pain. And you hate this company. I do. You hate this company. I hate it so much. So angry. Oviedo all the way. So then Tiffany has lunch with Billy Porter, and he says, look, I get why you had to fire me. Salma Hayek didn't leave you an option, but neither of you even reached out to me after. I thought we were better friends than that, and that's what hurt, not the firing. And he's like, I, you're only here now because you're fighting with her, and you have no one to turn to. And that gives her a rude awakening. And then he says, which is so stupid, he says, do you even understand what Rose Byrne was doing for you? She would come in and clean up your mess, like physically clean up the mess so you could work on your creations. And then at the end of the day, she would tidy up so you could start it over the next day. I'm like, uh-huh. That seems pretty basic. Someone it's has not like to a clean revelation. up at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you don't um, even appreciate anything she was doing for you. I'm like, that's all she was doing was some light tidying? That's, like, what you're going to boast about her doing? Yeah, I, I would say, like, running the business, like, taking care of the books and all that other stuff was probably a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Billy. I agree. Well, Billy maybe thinks appealing to her on that more just basic level might because Tiffany's a purist. She's about working with her hands and, like, doing the work. So maybe this he thinks this will somehow be more powerful for her? Well, it seemed to work and take effect. So they're both by themselves, respectively, hang out with the trio of friends, and it's like intercut of the girls giving them the same advice. Like, you guys are best friends. We only gave you so much grief because we were so jealous. Like, you guys were having so much fun, and you got to be with your best friend all day. No wonder we were ragging on you. You guys were living the dream, and so that's a new revelation for them, too. Like, we weren't just eating it for our friends' criticism. They had their own jealousy behind it. And, mm. like, we weren't, like, appreciating each other and, like, all this nonsense. And then Rose Byrne at the store sees that Salma Hayek is about to launch a similar product to the One Night Stand, but under the Cherry Boys, new Oviedo and Cherry Boys banner. I'm willing to believe that Salma Hayek never really had any intention of ever giving them the 1.7 and helping them expand. And that she just knew that this is how, you know, they'd never sell her 51%, but they would sell her 49 And that then through their own idiocy and a few, you know, deft moves from Salma's part, she gets to turn that into 51. Yeah. And that is all how it unfolds. But yeah, because they were so stupid, I support her. Yeah. It's like, they're almost like they're, they're the ripest plum. It's like, they must be plucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the phone to each other, reminiscent of the opening scene, uh, out on the street. Tiffany has just left. I, Maybe her long... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Rose is leaving the store. Tiffany's on her way to the store. And they're like, I'll find you. And they, like, find each other in the middle of the street and hug and make amends and make a plan. They're like, we're not going to let Salma Hayek, like, storm over, like, uh, steal from us. And we're not going to be her pushovers anymore. We're going to fight back. And, like, we've got work to do. So finally they get motivated. Tiffany visits an unseen person and says, I've got a sweet, sweet offer for you. Meanwhile, Mm. they bring back Billy Porter and they get cracking on a new creation. And, like, he's doing his thing with, like, a pestle, like, old-fashioned blush creation and such. And they're packaging everything. And they've got this new kit set thing ready. And now... Salma's doing her big launch party to announce the Cherry Boys as her new acquisition in this new whatever one-night stand thing is going to be, which they catch wind of, and with no effort, and we don't even see them doing it or trying to do it, they sneak into the party, and Salma's on stage, about to bring up the Cherry Boys, she's on the microphone, and she's like, oh... I have this new company. I'm really excited to announce who it is, blah, blah, blah. And then right when she's about to say the Cherry Boys, Billy Porter interrupts the DJ, takes her microphone and, like, cuts off Salma Hayek's audio and announces the two girls. So they come out on stage, and Salma Hayek has to kind of go along with it because she can't just to save mm-hmm. face in the middle of the party. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a move. Uh, yeah, and she's, like, whispering, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? And I'm like, we're so excited to be here to show our new product. It's called Proud. And they play a new video, and then all the friends 
uh, like all the girlfriends and Coolidge come out as like models and also holding kits and distributing all the kits that they made. And they show this video, and the video is two friends praising each other in different combinations. So, like, Billy and Jennifer Coolidge talking about the other, like, oh, your eyebrows are so amazing. And so what their stupid garbage idea is for their proud <laughs> new thing is a double-sided makeup kit. So it's, like, the mirror part is in the middle, and each of the friends has their side of the kit. So they're, like, applying their makeup facing each other with their own inner mirror. The way you would use the kit is jointly alongside another person. Yes. So the mirror part is in the center, and then you each have whatever your materials are. Your half that opens up? Yes. So, like, how do you arrange that? What if you have different color choices? How would you ever, like, have enough different combinations to satisfy? And who wants to have to stare at someone and do their makeup at the exact same time? What if you don't live with your best friend? It's and you still like have a gimmick a... for the for the woman who has everything. So I'm looking at a reflection of my own face, like I normally would. Yeah, but, but right it... behind that is somebody else's face. Yeah, staring at their mirror. Someone who inspires you, Jeremy. Someone who inspires you. Someone yeah. whose eyebrows it's inspire me. It's a double sided kit. I was so angry. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, like the only time I would have ever had opportunity to use it was in like two years of college. And who's coloring <laughs> what I have matched? I was, yeah, I was thinking college or even, like, young children. Like, it's almost a toy. Like, like eight-year-old girls playing together, maybe. Fine. But, like, only one of you would have it, and the other one would just be your guest. Uh, it's, it's not the best idea I've ever heard. It, does each but, side get its, its own memorable. Colors? Yeah, they don't really go into that, but I would think you'd have to have your own choices. Maybe it's right. an insert that goes into each side so you can customize it. Then what is the point? The point is togetherness, Samantha. <laughs> I really hate this idea. <laughs> I, I hate really it hate so it. much. I mean, I've put on makeup in the company of other women and had a very nice time, but I don't want to be holding the same device and staring at that person for like 30 no. minutes. No, you don't. And that's what I mean. Like, your face wouldn't be more than two feet away from the other person's <laughs> face. Two feet at best. At best. That's fucked. That's intimacy. I don't mean to mansplain. That's just one man's opinion. That's <laughs> fucked up. It's That's nonsense. Up. So Salma Hayek has left the stage, and then she gets in her boob collision with Jennifer Coolidge, which is in the trailer, like, oh, your boobs are like steel, and it's so dumb. And yes. Salma Hayek Who said that fire- to her? Coolidge says Stiffer's it to... mom said that yeah. to... Okay, yeah. Yeah, she says it. Somehow like, fires Quran for no reason, and so they're playing this video, and it's all about friendship, and they're distributing the test kits, and it's going great, and everyone's loving it. And then... So the party's died down, and Samahak's like, what the hell? What were you doing? And she says, you just tried to break us apart because of your jealousy that you could never hold on to someone. And you, like, tossed your partner aside, and you were just jealous that we were a true friendship and a true partnership. And by the way, we're launching a new business called Proud, and all you own is our crappy me and Mel, which, like, basically is assetless now. Which is also a contract thing that would never happen. Like, they would definitely have a non-compete in whatever Salma Hayek created. Um, so, like, there's no way that this would go forward, but fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, insanity. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. They can't just go start another makeup company. No. Like, in the midst of presenting it as if it's the Me and Mel brand at the Oviet, it Just come on. Uh, and she's like, how are you going to pull that off? And then the mystery person that Tiffany Haddish had met appears, and it's Lisa Kudrow playing Shay, the original partner of Salma Hayek. She's like, just to, like you did before, Whoa. you have to break up relationships. And how do I have money? I'm not going to tell you. But somehow she's <laughs> fun- funding this new venture called Proud. I've become as rich as you, despite <laughs> you keeping the business and me not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's because she was in Friends. <laughs> I was in Friends. Don't you know I was in Friends? My name's Shay. Netflix paid so much money for it. Um, that's really insulting. Yeah, it's nutty. So the girls to walk Salma, off. But mainly to me, yeah. the audience. The girls walk off and Salma 
tells Shay, like, well, fine. You want to start your lame, proud business with me? I'm going to make the original me and Mel huge just to spite all of you. And Shay says, fine. Don't worry. Like, that's all well and good. But don't forget, you're going to have to give them 49 cents in perpetuity because they still own their 49. So somehow they get to keep the 49 of this useless me and Mel and start proud all on the same day, which is insanity. And Sam Hayek screams the F word and storms off. And the girls do their finale song and dance number because Tiffany Haddish didn't want to karaoke with her originally. And now they sing a duet of Proud Mary at the party to big applause. The end. Life's you and I alive. 